I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. This is the extended edition of Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you today, as always. And we always want to hear what you have on your mind. Shoot us a text on the Utah Community Credit Union text line, 57500. Again, 57500, Utah Community Credit Union text line. We'll share some of those as we go throughout the day. Uh, very pleased to be joined by our friend and colleague from Washington, D.C., ABC, uh, Andy Field. Andy, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Boyd. Yeah, we're. Uh, I was at the unemployment office here, uh, looking at uh, figures here, and they're not <laughs> as good as we thought they were. <laughs> yeah, you had me nervous there for a minute, Andy, saying not that me, you no, were no, at no, the no, unemployment no. office. That would be really I not, bad. <laughs> I am not on the downsize list yet, but it's only Thursday. It's only Thursday. My my first test in the morning is: Does my badge work to get me in the building? Yes, if that doesn't work, you know you're in trouble. <laughs> That's right. Well, you were down at the labor department. Uh, tell us what we're finding out uh, in terms of. Uh, What's happening with jobs in the economy? What's interesting is that President Trump has pretty much uh, based his campaign on immigration and employment, saying that employment numbers are better than ever before in the history of employment numbers. Uh, that uh, you know, only under President Trump has these num- numbers soared. That uh, economic growth is extraordinary. Well, they've recalculated the numbers. When when we see these labor reports that come out on a Friday at the end of the month or beginning of the month. Those numbers are more estimates than actual real numbers. They they survey right. certain industry groups and they kind of extrapolate what the numbers and the job growth is. But then they have the companies actually send the real numbers in later on, and sometimes they revise them up, they revise them down. This time they revise them down, but way down. The employees added a half million fewer jobs at the end of 2018, early 2019, is than previously reported, uh, and and so that's not is. And now it doesn't mean the economy is doing badly; it's still doing pretty well. Right. But it is evidence that the economy got a lot less of a jolt from President Trump's tax cuts than the president and Republicans are leading you to believe. And last month, the Commerce Department also lowered its estimate of economic growth in 2018. These numbers and these statistics and these actual facts are not making the president happy. And, you know, here's the problem. You know, the president really doesn't get all the credit for the economic growth, and he certainly doesn't get all the blame <laughs> right. for when things right. shrink. Uh, no president does. I mean, there are all kinds of other forces at, at work here, but you know, the president likes to take credit for anything that's good. And when it's bad, he finds someone else to blame. And in this case, it's the Fed chairman, Jerome Powell, who he appointed 
and now thinks he's not doing his job and says interest rates should be down towards zero. What people don't understand about interest rates, well, I'm, I'm, your audience is very smart, but many other people may not understand. <laughs> our our listeners that, are really, that, really smart. Yeah, you, you've got <laughs> One really is not enough. In Utah. <laughs> uh, what a lot of folks forget is that interest rates and the way the Fed either raises or lowers interest rates is basically tapping your foot on the gas pedal and on the brake. Not right. too hard, not too soft, but just enough to keep that car going at the speed you want it to go. Yeah. Um, and the only time they slam on the brakes, which is lowering the interest rates, which they did almost to zero back in 2008, is when the car is about to veer off the cliff. And that's what was happening to the economy. Or the only time they you know, they hit the accelerator and, and raise interest rates is when inflation is getting too high and too hot. And so they've been in the middle ground for quite some time here. Most economists are saying that this really isn't having that much of an effect on the economy one way or the other, but the president wants to blame someone, so this week <laughs> he's going there. <laughs> okay. yeah. If you're just joining us, we've got uh, Andy Field, our uh, good friend and colleague from ABC, joining us on the line. We're talking about some of the economic numbers, the jobs in particular. Uh, I want to hit a couple things. We've, we've got just about a minute and a half left, Andy, and, and I want to hit uh, the fact that, one, uh, you nailed it, uh, presidents of both parties uh, – get too much credit and too much blame in terms of the economy. I think that's a reality. Uh, and we do always see these numbers revised, sometimes up, sometimes down. Uh, so th- those are always things for the opposition side to kind of chuckle at and say, oh, well, they're, they're really in trouble. Uh, but I want to get down to the, the real issue in terms of what the American people are feeling uh, in terms of the the outlook, what the jobs and economy. We know that the information technology sector actually did a little better. They saw some gains. Uh, but as you look at it from your perch there in Washington, D.C., what do you think the debate is going to be as it relates to the feeling in the country, to the American people? What is this really going to mean after Labor Day? Well, if the Democrats are smart, they will campaign on the fact that things like the the tax cuts that um, the president and Republicans managed to push through without a whole lot of Democratic support uh, truly benefited corporations for the most part because they ended up buying back their stock, and that's where you saw these soaring stock prices. But I would venture to guess, and, and there are surveys and studies that show this, that most people looked at their taxes last April when they filed them and said, gee, I don't really see me getting a whole lot of money back out of this year. Um, the other areas are, if you're in retail, uh, things are pretty grim here. It said that um, retailers cut nearly 150,000 more jobs than they initially reported, while uh, hiring and leisure hospitality, that means restaurants, hotels, entertainment, that was a lot weaker. The areas that are really strong, uh, tech companies, online shopping, transportation, and warehousing, those are all on the rise because people aren't going to the mall anymore. They're basically right, doing it online. clicking and buying stuff. Yeah, very good. All right. Andy Field, ABC, thanks so much. Always appreciate your insight and your perspective from Washington, D.C. Thanks for having me. All right. There he goes, Andy Field. Uh, so, again, a lot of things. We're going to break this down a little further as we get into the 2 o'clock hour. We're going to talk about the president's uh, big gamble on the economy, his riskiest bet ever, I would say. Uh, how it relates to the recession, the job numbers, uh, what else might be happening out there. Uh, Again, the R word, the recession, is an interesting one. Uh, Be careful before you buy in because most uh, recessions are self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, So we need to be careful. Again, instant certainty is the enemy of the truth and trust, so we need to be careful there for sure. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. When we come back, we'll do a quick 2020 update. We've got... 
candidates in and out of the Democratic primary. We'll talk about uh, Andrew Yang and his uh, ideas coming up and uh, a host of other things as we get into the final hour here on KSL News Radio. I'm Boyd Matheson. We'll be right back. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.